Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. This is Mike Siegel. I want to thank you all for listening. You can go to our website at TravelTalesPodcast.com. You can see photos of uh, all our guests and uh, read a little something about them. And you can click on our iTunes link from there. And uh, you can subscribe for free on iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, hey, how about giving us a good rating or saying some nice things? That would boost our presence and uh, help more people find the show. Also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. And I am releasing this um, episode, this particular episode, from London. Uh, recorded the episode before I left on my trip. And uh, fittingly enough, it was with Dara McGarry, who had just returned from living two years in London, and we talked about it and got me all pumped up for this trip. So I am recording podcasts while I'm in Old Blighty, as they say, <laughs> and uh, also I'm on my way to uh, Lisbon, Portugal, so I'm very excited about that. But uh, I'll return with new episodes from my trip, but uh, for now, why not have a little preview of beautiful London town with the very beautiful and charming Dara McGarry. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I am here with Dara McGarry. Hello. Hello. We started out in comedy in Chicago about 150 years ago, I believe. Yes. Something like that. I could be a little off, but it seems that long ago. It was a really... That's when... Back when uh, everybody had a comedy room, like, um, you know, the corner of a bar or a bowling alley, <laughs> yeah. like like the pin set up area of a bowling alley. <laughs> it was a magical time called the early 90s. Yeah, that was good times. <laughs> so now uh, you are with Disney. You I are, am And with have Disney. been many years. You're in the animation field. I am. Um, I have been with Disney. I was with them for 13 years and then... I was in London for a couple of years working in visual effects, mm-hmm. slightly different. And then, and we will be discussing that. Oh, yes, we will. Oh, yes, we will. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the big movies that uh, people would know that you've worked on? Uh, okay, so working backwards uh, from visual effects, that would be Total Recall, um, Dark Knight Rises, Batman, mm. and Captain America, John Carter, Snow White and the Huntsman, Skyfall. Okay, uh, so this is this is not animation. This is visual effects. This is the effects. visual effects. This is what I was doing in London. Okay. And then animation, that would be Tangled, Bolt, Chicken Little, uh, kind of, I was around Atlantis <laughs> to actually work on it, but I was near it. I worked near Atlantis. Um, oh, yeah, uh, Sweating Bullets. Wait, uh, that ended up being called... Um, Home on the Range. Home on the Range? I don't yeah, remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not many people do. That was Roseanne Barr starring as a cow. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, it was a farm-centric tale. <laughs> um, oh, that was a good show. This is how I knew when you said how uh, meticulous uh, mm-hmm. animation is. I remember we were, I was saying something about like Toy Story or something, and uh, just like the wind blew and their hair just like flowed with the wind or like a field would blow with the wind. I'm going, how the hell can they do that? And then I asked you what you were working on. I think you were working on Bolt at the time. Oh, and she said, right. 
And uh, you said, I, I just spent uh, like three months working on dust. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I perfected cute dust on that show, <laughs> yes. That, that was my project. You would literally dust put project. dust on furniture, on like things oh, or something? or When they were, the part where they were going through the Midwest, so whenever they had footfalls, right? You know, then it, do you make a cloud of dust? Yes, yes. I didn't do all the dust. I did a little bit of dust. But it was cute. You dust. have to be so patient in this business. Uh, like doing do. that every day and assuming that it's going to turn out to be this amazing thing when it's done. Uh, many times in effects and cloth simulation, hair simulation, um, you essentially what you're doing is you're telling the computer, I want this to do that, hit go, and then you go do something else, like surf the web, go to the pub, <laughs> and then you come back a few hours later and hope. Uh, that it looks the way you want it to. And then you realize that you forgot to turn on something like uh, you forgot to make the character visible. or And you start it all over really, again. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it does take a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. And wine. Yes. I'm sure that helps. Um, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say there's a lot of drinking in that industry. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so you – okay, first of all, let's talk – You. Did you uh, grow up in Chicago? Where did you grow up? I didn't. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you started comedy, though, in Chicago. I did start Okay, that's where we met. Yes. When you were there uh, doing improv? Yes, and stand-up. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. right. Both. And uh, you came out here. Now, growing up in uh, Nashville, mm -hmm. were your family, was your family like a big traveling family? Did you see much of the country? Not... At all. We would visit my grandparents, which involved a road trip down back streets to southern Illinois. Oh, which, so, which town? Oh, um, they lived in Carterville, which is near Marion, which is where the prison is. Yes, the big prison. <laughs> yes. It kind of by Car like in Carbondale and all yes. that is down there? Yes. Okay. Yep, right off the 57. That's down there. And yeah. the people don't realize southern Illinois is the south. That it is, is the south. They got accents and everything else down there. I would oh. tell people out here, they'd go, oh, yeah. My friend went to Southern Illinois down there, and we played towns there. I remember oh, yeah. playing, uh, I think, Ed Edwardsville. Yes, yeah. And then you go across the water to Paducah, Kentucky, oh, across Paducah. the river. Oh, people were really nice in Paducah. Oh, I enjoyed they? Paducah. Mm, yeah. Maybe you didn't play the room I played. Oh, probably not. They no. weren't so nice. <laughs> you think you were lucky enough to play the bowling alley that I played? <laughs> oh, that was awful. Uh, yeah. Well, at least it was a six-hour drive from right. Chicago. Oh, yeah. my God, it was so far. Uh, how was the room? Did they put you up in a room? Oh, yeah. Oh, they, oh, in a fine motel. And by room, I mean, was it like a straw mattress with hay? <laughs> yeah. you know, you're literally staying The in farmer had a daughter, and, right. and that's how the joke started. <laughs> right, yes, yeah. So you guys, when was the first time you left the country? Um, does Canada count? No. Okay. If Canada does <laughs> not count. Then uh, the first time I left the country was uh, I'd always, always, always wanted to travel to the U.K., and so my first trip abroad was to London, and that was right around uh, 1999. Mm -hmm. and, and this was just for a holiday? For holidays. I think we booked three weeks. I had a huge backpack, nothing else, and it, and it was winter. I don't know how right. I did that. And for um, people who don't know, Dara is tiny. So your backpack probably weighed <laughs> more, more than I did. Yes. Yeah. It was a huge backpack. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was trying to travel light. I didn't mm -hmm. want to show up with... Can we call you elfin-like or maybe sprite? Maybe um, a little sprite, sprite-ish? Pixie. Pixie. That's the thing I was looking for. Yeah. Pixie-like. Pixie-like. Yes. Go on. So um, you're in England. In, yeah. Three so, weeks. Yeah, three weeks. And 
uh, this was with uh, our, our dear friend, uh, Mr. McGarry. Yes, your uh, my, my former your, spouse. Your former spouse and, and still, a funny man in his in his own right. Yes, and still a good friend. A oh, good man. that's nice. Yes. He's a lovely, lovely person. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, he's back in L.A. soon. So. Is he back here? Yes. He was in Portland. He, yes. And then, running a thousand miles a day for yes, less. That's what he does. He's does. out of his mind. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just as a side note, I know when he travels, he often runs, <laughs> which I think is a subject for a whole different podcast. Oh, I'll, oh, I'll talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's coming. Yes. I'm yes. going gonna to force him to explain himself. Running travel. Travel running, whatever. Sure. Call that. But, um, so we did go to London. And Did you do it up nice, or were you staying in uh, oh, your no, backpack we and in the, the hostels? Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was hostels or very cheap bed and breakfast, which oh. is always good for a laugh. <laughs> just really lovely people, a little quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the bed and breakfast because we just rented a car and we drove around because we wanted to see the country. Um, we wanted to see. We went up to Scotland that time, uh, wanted to see the whiskey. Because, oh, sure. Yeah, ooh, that's ooh. where whiskey comes from. <laughs> it grows on it's trees. It's like Oz, as you see. It, <laughs> it grows on trees. <laughs> so They milk the whiskey cows up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> um, but, you know, so we didn't really book anything. It was off-season. So we would just drive until, like, oh, this looks like a nice town. We'll stop here. And there's tons of bed and breakfast. So you just pull into one. Um, but... Sometimes you get the sense that people have kicked out their teenage daughter mm-hmm. and they're renting out her room because it's full of ballerinas and, <laughs> you know, pink curtains and stuff like that. So, um, which was fine. It was comfortable. But yeah, it is like staying at your Aunt May's house. Yeah. Or you get the uh, inn that's like has that Faulty Towers quality to it. <laughs> yes. Misfit couple arguing. <laughs> we were in Scotland in uh, Stirling and. Uh, which is a lovely town. Highly recommend it. Stirling Castle is one of the most beautiful castles, I think, in uh, Scotland. It's a great tour. Um, very nearby was the Battle of, I want to say Bannockburn. Um, the Mad, not, not Mad Max. <laughs> I'm getting my Mel <laughs> Oh, yeah, Gibson. the Mel Gibson Wars right? up there. Yes, yes. Braveheart. Braveheart, yes. <laughs> Come on, it. movie person. Right. <laughs> movie industry person. <laughs> well, he had the same haircut, mm-hmm. sort of. Just without the blue paint. But anyway, so... <laughs> our freedom! You'll never take our freedom! <laughs> oh, and I love that you where they moon them with a kill. Oh, that's I mean. cute. That happened to us. But, uh, <laughs> kidding. But um, so we're staying in this uh, bed and breakfast in Sterling. And uh, we couldn't find any place that was open. I, I think there was a convention in town. So Russ and I go to the last place we can find ring the doorbell, and I'm not kidding, I think it rang the town bell. <laughs> it was this huge bell sort of down the street. We're thinking, like, did we do The town crier <laughs> came in. Hear ye, hear ye, who rings this bell? Needed a room here. You'll never so- take our freedom. <laughs> then they made us put on kilts. It was really awkward. So um, it was a lovely guy. He was very funny. And uh, we stayed in the Rob Roy room. Oh, yeah, Rob Roy. Liam yes. Neeson. Exactly. The other one. <laughs> uh, it was fully plaid. Oh, yeah. All decked out. Tartan. Lots of tartan. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of tartan. Um, but being the budget bed and breakfast that it was, uh, I think we were in the room about an hour. And it had a little sink in it. And it just kind of exploded and then gurgled. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> and it continued to do this about every seven minutes oh, for no. the rest 
of the night. Oh. It was, and you couldn't sleep through it. It was so loud. <laughs> so we decide, okay, we, we can't do this. We need another room, or maybe he can fix it. So we wander through this bed and breakfast. We don't really know if he lives there. <laughs> Or if he lives in the bell tower where that doorbell was. Uh, so we're, we never did find him. Uh, finally, the next morning we went down to breakfast as he's serving us haggis. And, um, <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Eat your haggis. Eat your haggis. Ah, that's a good Carl. <laughs> um, and <laughs> we kind of mentioned, so, you know, the sink is kind of noisy. <laughs> oh, Really? I didn't know. <laughs> and that's kind of all he said. That was I that. I didn't know. No apology. Nope. No money back. No. Nope. Nah. Other people don't seem to complain. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you um, you have to understand when you're getting the little budget thing, you're getting quirky. Yeah. You're getting stories. But uh, you're, you're not, not getting a good night's sleep. No, not really. <laughs> not really at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you stay in uh, in the UK, or did you? Ooh, you're getting a phone call. Very important. <laughs> Yay! You still have a landline. Oh well, yeah. So do I. <laughs> and it never it never rings though. That's okay. Let it That's, go. Okay. Let your people yes. pick it up. That's fine. There's a there's an answering machine with a little you know cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Rockford Files <laughs> answering <Yeah>. machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there classic. it is. It's answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Look at that phone on the wall. I know. That it's, is a Brady Bunch phone, circa 73. Isn't that like a slim line, something that called is. it? Or a trim line or something? Oh, that's yeah, the gorgeous. The only thing would be better is if it was in autumn gold. <laughs> oh, a mortgage agent. Oh, my God. Where, <laughs> where is that? That will just keep running. Uh, it probably will. Hang on. Okay. Shall I just think? This is exciting. I Folks, I got, I'm going to describe the room here. Uh, Dara's boyfriend, who she's uh, living with, is a big, uh, he's in visual effects, has uh, heads of King Kong all over the all over the living room. Some of them incredibly lifelike, gorilla outfit. I mean, it's really cool. If you're a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who's to say he isn't? <laughs> I like him young. I don't know how you do it up here in Burbank. <laughs> that's, that's how I roll. Okay. <laughs> that's why you joined Disney? Okay. Yes. That's where the kids exactly. are. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so let's go back there. That was uh, three weeks, and you stayed in the UK. Yes. Okay, yeah. so you just did the island. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so give me your first impression of leaving the country, and were, was your family encouraging ever? If you could, or they have that family that, why do you want to do that? What, made, what America's not good enough for you? you got to go overseas? Do some? My dad was very encouraging because he grew up on a farm, but then he was in World War II. Okay. Which dates me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I was the youngest. <laughs> but uh, You can't keep he, him down on the farm once you've seen uh, Once you've seen Perry. the world. Yeah. So he, he thought it was very, very important to go out and see the world, get perspective, mm-hmm. and then come back home. So I enjoyed going out, getting perspective. He was very supportive of that. Um, it was just the going back home part that I wasn't really keen on. <laughs> yeah. What? You're supposed to come back. You're going to come back to Nashville, right? Uh, Not really. I know. They have haggis. (laughs) (laughs) But did that kind of plant a seed that you said, okay, now I've seen this and now I want to see tons more, everything? Because it was, I I had put this off for so long, thinking that it was going to be too expensive, too difficult. 
um, too much of a headache. I couldn't really figure out the logistics. How am I going to do this? And I did it, and it was really easy and not nearly as expensive. See, that's why we did the on the cheap. Yeah. I thought it was going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Which England can. It can. <laughs> <laughs> as you will get to in your London story. High tea at the Ritz will mm, cost you thousands okay. and thousands. But um, yeah, so I was able to do it on a budget. It was fun. It was easy to get around. So once I figured that out, then it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a regular event. It just, sometimes it just takes that first trip and you go, oh, this is not that complicated, especially in a country where you speak the language. I mean, right. that's, it's not that intimidating. It's not that big of a culture shock. I mean, you didn't no. take your first trip to uh, India or something like that. That would have right. been, <laughs> that, that been a little harder. Different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, where have you gone since then after that? Um, so, gosh, let's see. Uh, Ireland, Scotland, England. Okay, that's obvious. Boy, Wales. you were really sticking with the. <laughs> oh yeah, you're sticking with the UK, aren't you? I really like this. You really guys. like the motherland, don't you? Is it the whiskey? Is that it, what it well, is? Well, you know, actually, yes. <laughs> uh, also, Amsterdam. Or are you afraid of, afraid of the sun? Maybe that's it. <laughs> right. Anywhere, you know, anywhere I the sun shines yeah. so oh, easily. Unfair. <laughs> um, Amsterdam, Spain, France, Germany, Switzerland. Uh, Portugal, uh, Italy. Okay, those are all yes. all nice places. I enjoy them all. Yeah. Okay. Have you? How about any oh, other? Uh, uh, Bruges. Oh, okay. I haven't so been Belgium. Haven't have not been. Oh, I really love Bruges. And I have the movie on the DVR. You have haven't to watch the movie. And I think um, most of the hotels. When I was booking my hotel, it looked like most of them offer a, a copy of the DVD in your hotel room. Oh, my God. Room. Is that the greatest thing that could ever happen to their tourist industry? <laughs> we have a movie Bruges. with Colin Farrell, and it's in the title. Yes. In Bruges. Yeah. So, so was this – did you go to these, most of these places when you were living in London? Um, the majority of the things I just listed, yes. Okay. But some of them were before on my you know, trying to go every 18 months or so going to Europe. Okay. So let's dive, let's dive right into that because yeah. – uh, you have just come. How long did you live in London? Two years. Just shy of two years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Disney said, "Okay, we have this offer." Actually, it was a different company. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So after Tangled, I decided I wanted that perspective that my dad was so keen on. Uh, so, you know what? I I think I'm going to go to London for a couple mm-hmm. of years, and they're like, "Okay, have fun. Come back when you're ready." <laughs> Which was nice to have an open door policy. Really? They cool. said Disney said they will take you back after. Yes, because wow. it was not a competing company. Oh, it's not like you went to go work for DreamWorks or something right. like that. Right, yeah. Okay. That would have been like, okay, see yeah, you. Yeah, don't, don't let the door hit, the, yeah. hit you in the ass. Okay. Exactly. Um, in so your English was, ass. Right. <laughs> With a union dress. <laughs> um, right. So uh, they, they were very, very nice about that. So I, I went. Okay. And did you know anybody before you left? Did you know anybody living there? Did you have any connections? Just a few. I mean, I had literally three People that I kind of knew who worked at the same company that I was emailing for details. And that was, that was interesting because there were two men and one lady. I emailed them as a group saying, hello, you may remember me. <laughs> hello, governor. Hello. <laughs> You're right. You put on your best Mary Poppins. <laughs> hello, Mary Poppins. <laughs> so- I'm Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> I'm coming over to learn the mother tongue. <laughs> so um, I emailed them, like, oh, just tips. How do I find an apartment? Blah, blah, blah. And the guys... And they said, you mean a flat? A flat. 
<laughs> yes. Um, you need some pounds first. Mm-hmm. So the guys... Oh, there goes the fire truck. Yeah, there so it the, is. So the, uh, the guys... Um, yeah, they, they just wrote back like, yeah, you know, it's easy. Just call me when you get here. Here's my cell phone. Here's my mobile. Mobile, yes. And, and then the, the lady gave me a very detailed list of all of the things that you need to bring with you because it's hard to find in London. Well, like um, Tabasco, Tabasco sauce, <laughs> yes, maple syrup. Hot sauce. <laughs> uh, that's definitely one of them. Um, Your particular brand of underwear, whatever it is, or uh, deodorant, whatever they, what was it? It, she I'm going to interrupt you a little a more. Thing. Is that good? <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. No, the hot sauce. No, let me get true. in another joke. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Come on, one more, one more. Come on. <laughs> the uh, the one thing that she um, she was not happy with English uh, Ziploc bags. Okay. Oh, this was an American woman who had moved there. Yes. Yes. So you can't get the, the Ziplocs are a different brand, and they're. The... She didn't like them. Mm-hmm. They, they they weren't to her liking. Do they so, zip from the other side? Is that what the problem was? Like, um, like driving on the other side of the road? <laughs> right. It's so hard so to do enough, from the other side. They zip on the bottom, side. which seems counterproductive. Um, the, I don't know that I ever found freezer bags there. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of flimsier, at least the ones that I ran across. But, you know, I didn't go to like a freezer bag store. Coyotes. There's coyotes. Is that what that is? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, folks. Listen to this. Wow. Those are coyotes? There's a family, uh, probably more than a family, several packs of of coyotes that live behind the fire station. (laughs) And when the fire trucks leave, they're very good about not turning the siren on, but it annoys the coyotes. (laughs) And then they get all like... (laughs) Oh, my God. I was... uh, Oh, wow. Okay. I, I'm listening quiet. to it in my headphones, and I'm going, what the hell is it? it I thought he had the uh, TV on again in the other oh, room. Oh, right, right. It's, yeah. it's like, what kind of movies he watches? Dances with wolves. <laughs> Obviously. Coyotes. Um, <laughs> wow, we are out west. Every time you forget you're out west, and then all of a sudden, so you're, yeah. you don't let your cats out, right? No. Or do they, no, they'll feast on inside, those things. Inside, yeah. Right. Man, you don't inside. think about that back in Illinois. No, you yeah, don't. let the cats out. All, all our cats used to go outside. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. thinking they'd be chewed on by wild animals that lived in the neighborhood. Right, right. Just like, that come over on the lawn yeah. and like hang out, and they do that weird thing because they'll walk the streets. Oh yeah, I've the seen day. them on the streets, like in Los Feliz and stuff. You'd see them yeah. out there. But they, they even they during won't the day. Look at you. Yeah, even Ooh. even during the day, they won't look at you, and you're like making noise, like "Hey, coyote, what are you doing, coyote?" <laughs> and they just won't. Like, you don't see me. You don't see me. Won't look at you. Do they look? Do they go through the garbage and stuff? Is that the? Is that a I big suppose. Problem? I think there are people probably who feed them. Oh, that's that's oh, smart. Look at the doggy. That's genius. Yeah. So I assume that's why they they come down. Okay. So. So anyway. They've settled down. What was the list that she said you can't get there other than your Ziploc bags? Uh, Ziploc bags. Um, she also. It was some good. Good tips like uh, sheets, which you can get in London, obviously. But um, <laughs> what are these things you call sheets? Sheets. <laughs> we don't. We don't use. We sheets. have Tesco. <laughs> we just use Tesco bags. <laughs> that keeps you warm. Um, although I didn't find it so much in in England, but traveling around like Germany and Switzerland, especially, I found in hotels they don't often give you a top sheet. Oh, do okay. you find that? Well, no, maybe I, you know, stay in a little nicer place. Oh, right. Jesus. (laughs) I'm going to give you a sheet. You know, I think it was extra. (laughs) 
<laughs> you have to pay an extra. Well, no, in the hostel, in the hostels, you had to bring your own sheet. Right, right. But um, yeah, in most hotels, I would think they give you. There's no top sheet. No. By top sheet, you mean to put over yourself when you're under. Exactly. When you're lying so you there. have your your fitted sheet. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I've seen that. Yeah. That absolutely. and then, but then it, and then it's like a duvet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a blanket, but there's nothing. Yeah, like a, a like cover, the, like a the top sheet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Yeah, that's not. And you know they wash that uh, duvet all, all all the time, the every time. time. <laughs> you know well, they it's do. Very clean. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about uh, so culture shock. You get to London. Mm-hmm. Oh, the difference yeah. is, so I've lived in New York. I've lived yes. in L.A. I've lived in Chicago. Yes. So in the terms of like say apartment hunting, oh. flat hunting. Oh, it's very different um, because in London you have an estate agent, and then you have your landlord. So. Now, what's the difference? Um, the la- Well, actually, this even goes deeper than that. For my particular apartment, which was a Georgian block of apartments um, in Islington, which is a lovely, lovely little borough of London. Um, but, so, I, gosh, I think that building was probably from about 1830. Yeah. Really cute, but it's modernized, so it was very comfortable but quaint. Mm-hmm. It's owned by some old guy somewhere. Never met him. Then there's the manager, home minders. Home minders. They mind the home. Now, they don't live on the premises? They do not live on the premises. It's a company, and their job is to go around apartments. And I had quarterly visits from them to make sure that everything was (laughs) tip-top. So, which means also that I'm following the rules of hanging things on the wall and stuff. Yeah, how dare you? Uh, but also that painting. <laughs> no, no. That's out of the question. Oh, you do not paint. Um, we do not paint. We <laughs> the royal we. <laughs> um, but also that the plumbing's not leaking from above. Mm-hmm. Which actually that made sense to me because having managed an apartment building in Chicago, you can have tenants that sort of forget to mention mm-hmm. that. Oh, by the way, the ceiling is falling down. Yes. Uh, yeah. Might have been handy to catch. So not only the ceiling and the floor is getting damaged. Yes, yeah. So I get it. And you say he, you said I know this great uh, guy in Scotland who's a whiz (laughs) with plumbing. He's really good. (laughs) He's also into plaid. If you you need an alarm every twenty minutes, (laughs) he's your man. Yeah, he'll make this thing explode uh, on on the hour. Um, So you have your your manager. Yes, or landlord, the minder. The, the minders, yeah. yeah. Um, sort of the management company. So the owner, the minder, and... Then there's the estate agent. So that is a company uh, that's sort of like a real estate agency. Like you would... Like if you're buying so their, a house, their you job, have an agent. So the minder is in charge of fixing anything that goes wrong and make sure you're following the rules. And collecting rent. And collecting the rent. Yes. The estate agent is the real estate guy who sells you the place. Right. And even and they have that in New York. That's a big thing in New York. You even know, if you're you gotta, renting, you got to go through a broker a lot of times. Yeah. If you're renting, <sighs> well, you don't have to, but I mean, yeah. And you don't. Basically, have to everybody's getting a piece. Right. Basically, I exactly. mean, and that's a big scam. It, the thing in New York, it's a huge scam. scam. Yeah. They, they go, "Oh, I'm an apartment broker. Are you? Yes. I, I can't do Craigslist. You, oh, you son of a. And, and the thing that scared me off about because Gumtree is the equivalent of Craigslist mm-hmm. in England, so. What scared me off of Gumtree was people were telling me stories that you'd go on, you'd find an apartment, you'd see the photos. Hey, that looks nice. It's a great area. That's the price I'm looking for. I'll go get it. And you go to see it. 
It looks great. Um, you give them because you know these things go really fast. Mm-hmm. So you better give them the deposit right now, and they only uh, take cash on the spot. Yeah. Oh boy. And then of course it's their own apartment. Or some such, you know? Oh, it's, it's, like, a, it's a big yeah. scam. And, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they call you and say you didn't get it? Right. Or they just... Or you never hear from them again. Right. You never hear from them again. But you know where they live. Yeah, but, you know, maybe there's somebody else there now. So yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. There's nowhere to no, prove. This is my apartment. Yeah, there's no receipt. There's no way to prove. That, yeah. No. Yeah. But you didn't get... You did, that didn't happen to you. No, I, I was very lucky, and the estate agent was very nice. Um, every... Part of that transaction was was fine. How many places did you look at before you found your place? Uh, I think about four, because I had a very short amount of time. It was winter. It was incredibly cold. It was a this huge cold snap in London, um, which living in Chicago, I should have been used to. Yeah, no, but you had been in L.A. for ten years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you got soft. You got and, soft out here. And you're used to getting in your car and turning on the heater. Yeah. <laughs> not standing out waiting for the 38 bus mm-hmm. for 15 minutes. So it was, it was very different. Um, so I did look at places. There was one place um, near Portobello Road, which many people know. I've heard the, of that. The flea markets. Oh. The antique shops in, around London. Um, it's a very nice area. And they had a, a little studio apartment. It sounded nice. So I went in, but you could literally sit on the bed and fry an egg at the same time. <laughs> the, the stove was right next to the bed. and um, That's safe, was, too. <laughs> right. You want a flame going right by the sheets. <laughs> yes. Oh, my exactly. God. Yeah, if you're lazy, you don't want to get up right. to fry an egg. I mean, I have lived in New York, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I get a, a sense of it, but... When I describe London to people in New York and how expensive it is, I say, well, imagine – because New York is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, imagine New York if, you're do- if you got 70 cents to the dollar mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah. You know? It's like yes. that. Yes. And yeah. you're going, oh, my God. It's really expensive. And yeah. like – so how big, say, in square feet was your flat? I think because it was uh- – I had a bedroom, a reception room. Oh, did you now? Reception. Oh. Which, that's your Is that where room. you have tea? Uh, oh, yes, quite. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had my tea service. Um, <laughs> and then a little kitchen, a tiny bathroom that some of my friends came to visit. I, I really wasn't sure that they were going to fit <laughs> in there because it was not even as wide. Uh, I think it was only about four feet wide. I'm not kidding. Four it's feet? It's a closet, yeah. Okay. So, like, it was just... With a tiny shower the in there? a toilet, really. Yeah, and the, the tiny shower was, is about the width of a toilet. <laughs> I mean, it was small for me, and I'm five and feet tall. And you're a tiny person. Yes, so... Um, but, you know, for me, it was fine. So I would say square footage-wise, that was probably about 400 square feet. Okay, so that's, that's small. Yeah, that's a one-bedroom. A one-bedroom. Yeah. They squeeze a separate bedroom out of 400 square feet. Yes, so the bed... So no living common living area. That reception room is the only uh, common li- right. Yeah, so living that, area. Okay. There was a futon in there, so I was able to have you know if people came over and wanted to stay oh. and sleep on the futon. Okay. Yeah. So that was nice. So you don't have to say the exact amount, but like how much of how much would that run in pounds point? or dollars? In dollars. In dollars, that was roughly. Um, I can convert it. I mean, I have I'm a here, converter on my phone. My Around sixteen hundred dollars a month. Okay, now that's that's not crazy. It's not crazy, and it was I mean, a really it, good neighborhood. And I think 
because I was never able to find any other apartment that cheap in that area. And I think the reason this one was cheap is because my downstairs neighbor was the crazy cat lady. Oh. And she was, she would ring my bell a lot. But, you know, I, I was fine with her. She's fine. Um, but she's... You know, well, you she's like cats, lady. too. I, I enjoy cats, so I got to... Because my cats stayed here in L.A. Oh. So I got to visit her cats. You used to commiserate how you missed your cats. You share, used to share photos of your cats. Uh, we didn't have that many conversations. Because oh. <laughs> it would go on for about five hours. Right. Yeah, so you right. kind of avoid, avoid, mm, avoid. I've had those but, neighbors. Yeah. But she, she was lovely. So Islington, was this... Uh, is this L.A. proper, or is this considered a suburb... In a way. Of L.A.? It's actually... No, Islington. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say L.A.? I mean, London proper. Um, Islington. It's, it's kind of near uh, Topanga n- Canyon, isn't it? Right, yes. <laughs> if you just keep going, then you'll get... I think it's by Downey. Islington. It's somewhere down there. <laughs> um, it's near King's Cross. Oh, that's a big... That's a huge station. The big train station. St. Pancras. I have a, I have a King's Cross uh, story. <gasps> I was Ooh. meeting... Like, uh, I was staying with, this is about 10 years ago or more. Uh, I had gone to London. I was passing through, and I spent a few days there. And I was meeting up with some friends who I had met in uh, New Zealand, like, mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And this is, like, pre-internet, really. I mean, oh, yeah. like, we, we had no way. I had, all I had was a slip of paper with a phone number on mm-hmm. it. And I called them up out of the blue and said, uh, let's meet. Let's yeah. meet for a drink or something. It was, like, a Friday afternoon. Five o'clock, like right after work. And he's like, okay, meet me at the King's Cross station. And uh, great. So I go there, not knowing that the King's Cross station, there are thousands of people. And apparently all had the plan to meet Friday after work at the King's Cross station. (laughs) Yes. And I'm just wandering. I mean, it was a zoo. A zoo. And uh, somehow he found me. I had no idea. Yeah. And no cell phones. No no mobiles. I can't imagine because it's. I mean, there's a mall inside. Then there's King's Cross and St. Pancras because there's the yeah the international section. It's like let's meet like at Times Square. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see you. What? Yeah. How? That's yeah. There's always hundreds and hundreds of people. That was also the night of my uh, horrible curry incident. Oh no! I had a bad curry incident. Oh. Uh, yeah. A bad curry in London. Um. Gastrointestinally, yeah. it was a bad, uh, it was a bad incident because I think it became we were really drunk, and then oh. of course we do what we do there, and yes. you go out for curry, of course. Yeah. And uh, I said I I made the mistake of saying that I enjoy spicy food, <laughs> and he took the pleasure of ordering for me, <laughs> and I powered through it. I wasn't going to let him, you know. I ate it. I'm sweating, of course. But I ate the whole thing, and then I didn't realize this. This is something I learned at the time. That uh, the tube shuts down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so I was staying with a friend in Rotherhive, which I don't know where that is. It's like over the river and, you know, it's far. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like two trains away. And now I'm way over in King's Cr- I have no idea how I'm going to get home. Right, yeah. And uh, it was a Friday night. Every cab is taken. <gasps> and uh, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> really badly. Oh, God. And... <laughs> And it's one of the things, like, I have a pretty good stomach. Like, I travel a lot, and I, you know, I love spicy food, but it was one of these things, like, okay, I'll walk. I just kept walking, and I realized I I need to find something. Yeah. So I just kind of ducked into a super crowded pub, 
Yes. And uh, it was literally like the train spotting bathroom, the most yeah. horrible bathroom in, in the in world. London, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, that uh, was forever known as the Curry incident. Oh. And, but I got a, a taxi. And this is when I had no money. Yeah. But, and taxis, a lot of money. Oh, yeah. They're very expensive. And uh, I just happened to catch a couple getting out of the cab, and I just mm-hmm. immediately dove in. <gasps> Take me to the. And then, uh, boy. Oh, and worth every penny. Was it? Yeah. Oh, to get home? Absolutely. Well, yeah. Sometimes you just, you're stuck. Um, what time is the tube shut down? It's like midnight or, or 11 or something like that. Yeah, it's around midnight, and it's Way not too consistent. Early. So you have to, if you're going to be in London and you're going to be out late, you need to, at the station, it'll say what time the last tube is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody does a thing where they go, oh, I'm going to chance it. You get on the tube and you go in the direction you're heading, and at some point it's just going to stop. And it, you know they'll tell you it's like, okay, this is the last station, we're stopping, oh. and you have to get out earlier than you expected. And then, which case you there's apps for this now. Oh. You can figure out what bus, what night bus will take you on, or just the keep cab. the train running. Yeah, why is it? I think it goes back to the war or something. There was some reason. I know that. I think yeah. that's why the pubs close early. That goes back to the war. Yes. Think, yeah. What time do they close? Like eleven. Right? Eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I never got that either. Find the now. If you're going to be in London, mm-hmm. in Soho, there are uh, bars that go on late night, and there's of course I can never remember the names of them because by the time I get to the late night bars, <laughs> yeah. all I know is that it's underground. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, can do. I knew there were after hours places, oh, but uh, the pubs themselves close early. Yeah, they close. They close at eleven. Um, but I highly recommend the after hours underground. It's it's like um, there'll be a staircase next to a restaurant, and you walk down the stairs. Um, Ooh, this sounds very mysterious. And it is cool. It is oh, super cool. My favorite experience was uh, a friend of mine took me to this place. It looked like like your mom's basement, like pine paneled walls. Oh no! And there were posters of Rocky and the Pope. <laughs> I bumper, don't know why. bumper pool table. Yes. <laughs> and they only served like An Atari console. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my basement. <laughs> um, Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only served like Miller Lite. You know, oh, like, God. Like, really bad beer out of a cooler. But it was so much fun. And they had these DJs in the corner who were dressed in sort of 40s outfits. <laughs> and they had like, um, do you remember the the 45 record? Oh, turntable, oh. not the year 45. Oh, yeah. But the, like, the 45 <laughs> records, the singles. Absolutely. And there was a turntable, and it, like, some of my friends would have that. It looked like a suitcase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was a turntable. You plug it in, and mm-hmm. you play your little 45s. Play your Elton John record. So they were, play- they yeah, were so playing the 45s? They were playing 45s on this little tiny turntable, like, sent through the big speakers, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they were that's playing- still a little, uh, that's labor-intensive. In the age of the iPod, that's really labor-intensive. It was, but it was really quaint. Um, (laughs) And it was like really obscure 60s R&B. Oh, now that I'd like. These other guys were there, and they were all dressed in 40s outfits, too. And we figured, because Soho is in the theater district, they must Mm -hmm. have been in a play or something. And one guy had a bag, and he opens the bag, and he pulls out a saw. And he starts playing... The saw. The saw. He played the saw to R and B in an underground basement at about two o'clock in the morning. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) And two years later, they became Mumford and Sons. (laughs) (laughs) One guy pulls out a theremin, and another guy pulls out a stand-up bass out of nowhere. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) That would never happen in L.A. (laughs) It was very cool. Yeah, well, give me what you missed the most and uh, the things you enjoyed the most about London and the English people and the difference between them and Americans? Um, the thing that I miss the most is because um, I love English history. So I love that just walking from my flat mm-hmm. to the bus stop or sometimes I would walk to work because I wasn't that far away, that I'm passing. Oh, yeah, Karl Marx used to live there. Yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare used to live right over there. Really? Uh, yep, oh, right there. He there sure he is. Did. Yep. So there, you can't escape the history, even if you try. It's it's all right there around you, in the stories, the people. I mean, like you know, guy pulls out a saw, starts playing it. <laughs> things because it's a very compact city. I mean, yes. New York's like that too. But it's massive. It's like over ten million people. I think London is now. some. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Um, there's a there's a lot of people, and, and it's very diverse. It's very diverse. Extremely diverse, and but there's a lot of fun. In that, and while LA is also has a lot of people, and it's also very diverse, but but it's more segregated, and you're sealed up in your car. You're in your car, and you don't meet people. You don't meet people, and you don't stumble upon these bits of history. Or, for example, I'll see something really cool, but you know, I there's no shoulder on the road because I'm on a bridge over the 134, and I can't stop to really check it out and take a picture. So. You know, there's a building down the street that's 50 years old. You might want to check that Ooh. out. Ooh. Oh, that's ancient. Wow. <laughs> I'm surprised it's still standing. <laughs> we Everything here is from the 20s. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, because all the houses and apartments, it's like my building is um, was built in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Everything's either from the 20s or the mm-hmm. 50s. Yeah. Where the two, like, boom time, like post-war yeah. and the 50s and forward when this just exploded here. Yeah. And then uh, the 20s when the film industry kind of started and they got the water. Right, that was yeah. like the two big. So that created a city out right, of nothing. Yeah, yeah, and you know there there are sections of London that have a lot of architecture from the twenties, uh, but it's like the fifteen twenties. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, oh, well, Jack yeah. the Ripper killed his uh, <laughs> people over there. Oh, great! So, but I love that. I love that stuff, though. That was so cool, and it's it's extremely accessible. I uh, took two tennis lessons on the court where Henry VIII used to play tennis. Wow. In his palace. And it's it's court tennis, so it's the ancient ancient well it is kind of What there's like ancient. stands around it or something? No, that's squash. Where you, you um, play it off it's the... very similar. Okay. It's uh here in America it's called court tennis. In England it's called real tennis. In French it's called uh jeu de pomme. Which was, I think, where it originated. But it, it's oh it has so many bizarre rules. There's uh <laughs> Like a ruler, like measures on the wall, and if you miss the ball, you have to mark where it bounced last and play that point again later. And if you was hit, this on grass? Or is it- no, it's um, the floor is wood, and the wall is concrete, and there's windows that if you get it through a certain window, you automatically win the point. And through it, a window? Well, it's, it has a board in it. Oh, okay. And a bell. Bing! If you ring the bell, you get a point. This um, sounds kind of fun, though. It's extremely fun. It's it's really hard. It's a, a lot of finesse in this game. Right. But you can go and play tennis on Henry VIII's court. Now, of, of course, I'm sure 
every floorboard has been replaced since he played there and so on and right. so forth. But it is uh, – and they have lights now. They probably yeah. didn't have sodium lamps <laughs> in his day. <laughs> it's still cool. It's still cool. Yeah, and it's part of his palace. Oh, there's also – that's Hampton Court Palace, by the way, mm-hmm. out by Richmond, Richmond Park in the west part of London. They have a great ghost tour that runs from October through February. And um, they take you at night when the palace is closed through all of the secret, and it's huge, it's a giant palace, all the secret passageways and tell you ghost stories. Oh. And um, they're supposed to be the most haunted part of the sure, palace. Sure, of course. Um, where you get the chance, if you choose, to walk through a huge section, big, long corridor in the dark by yourself. It was did really you do scary. It? I did. It was really scary. <laughs> It was so frightening. So if you like that kind of thing, highly recommend. Right. Well, you're like a you're a theater person. Yes. You appreciate the live theater. Oh, yeah. And they have a huge scene there. Mm-hmm. Did you see any of the big shows, any of the big stars and all that other stuff? And what's their um, equivalent of their Broadway would be? The, the West End. The West End. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now, my office was sort of in... Well, on the edge of Soho and the West End, kind of as they come together. So it was very easy to work a full day and then, oop, time to go to the theater. <laughs> and just, you know, walk down the street and go see. Uh, my One of my favorites was seeing David Tennant. So that's Doctor Who. Ooh, yeah. One um, of the 13 Doctor Who's. The, not this one, but the one before this one. Okay. Um, and Catherine Tate who was also part of that series. All right. They were in Much Ado About Nothing, which Aww. was great. It was fantastic. So much fun. <laughs> I saw a lot of Shakespeare. Um, it's just fantastic theater. All kinds of um, experimental stuff, Shakespeare, classic, old Greek. Old, old Oedipus. stuff. Yeah. What, did you, what do you think uh, the English could learn from America, and what can we learn from them like what would you take back if you could um i'm gonna guess healthcare would be <laughs> would be one that was that we could bring back over here that was a really interesting experience i found myself because when i got there i got my national health insurance card in a couple of months really as a tour uh, like as a alien you can yes you can because you had a work visa i had a work visa okay. so um, part of my income was deducted every week. Well, I, I want to say every week. We only get paid once a month. I forget that. Once a month? Yeah, it was not, that was hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to budget yourself. Yes, you do. That's a toughie. But <laughs> part of your income is taxed and goes directly into the insurance. The national health. National health, NHS. And so, which to me always meant the National Honor Society, but I found out that's not what it means. <laughs> it, National health. So, um, yeah, so if you pay into that, you're entitled to national health insurance. So, um, but I found myself not wanting to go visit a doctor because it just seemed like a pain. Like, oh, you have to sign up and then they give you a doctor and then you have to go see them. Ugh. So I, I never went to a doctor doctor, I, but I had a cold once, and I went to a, a clinic, an HS clinic, and it was very nice. I waited about an hour, which is probably what you'd wait at a, a doc in a box, right. what I call it in L.A. But you get, uh, they give you whatever drugs you needed, mm-hmm. and now, does that come free. with a checkup? Um, 
The drugs are free. Yes. That was all free. So you saw like probably like a nurse practitioner type It was a nurse practitioner. He was really good. He was um, really nice. Mm -hmm. And he really seemed to know what he was doing. I believed him. (laughs) It was just the accent. (laughs) It was just the accent. (laughs) It was the accent. And he probably was on stage in the theater (laughs) because it was the West End. He was a really good actor. You Uh, saw him later that night in the play. Like, wait. He's Falstaff. <laughs> right. What? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was great that it was free. But um, things you didn't like. What, um, what, were, what was it about the system that you maybe you could have done without? It took me a very long time to get used to the different attitude in customer service. Ah. Uh. That's very different. So when I got there and I, I finally got my, my flat with the crazy mm-hmm. cat lady and I wanted cable... So I signed up, and just like anywhere else, you have to wait two weeks for the cable guy to show up. And is a Sky Television, B Sky B, or this whatever. This was it is. Virgin, Virgin oh, Media. Okay, I, I liked their airplanes, so I thought maybe <laughs> the cable would be fun too. I wish I could movies on the airplane. So um, I signed up for Virgin, and they wanted to come out and they wanted to put in uh, fiber optic, but my landlord. And this is where it went back to the, land, the little old man that I never met. He had never agreed to do the fiber optics because they'd have to drill into this very old building. Okay. So they couldn't do that. Now, my expectation was if it was an American media cable company, they would say, well, you know, we can't put in fiber opt- optic, but, you know, we have really good broadband service. And what we're going to do is we've got this package and this package. And, right. hey, let's upsell you. They would sell you, you something. Something. And – what happened there was they just said, yep, we can't do fiber optics, so, yeah, we're not coming. <laughs> All right, well, but you can do, like, regular cable. You realize I'm trying to give you business. You, re- you realize I'm trying to pay you <laughs> something. And it, But it doesn't matter. Right. Oh, I had Well, you, did you try the other company? It was, is it Sky, B, Sky, B, or one of those things? Or? You know, I ended up never getting cable. Is it Fox? I, I oh, just really? used Freeview, yeah. What's Freeview? Freeview is um, the free channels. On, okay. on, yeah, so you get... So you get BBC 1, 2, 3, 4, and something and actually else? Actually, there, there were a fair amount of channels. You get some Sky TV, and... Um, oh, what was it called? Uh, when, um, uh, oh, Parliament TV. Oh, you can see the shouting. Yes. I love watching that. <laughs> but they wear wigs The House sometimes. of Commons. It's cute, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that thing when the, when the Prime Minister has to go up there and say his thing, and everybody's... Oh! Yeah, they they counter with oh I love that. That's that's good theater. And then you see C SPAN and there's a guy talking to an empty room in this country and they pull back and there's no one there. There's no one there. You think the guy's making a big speech and boring as hell and no one in the room. What is it with people in this country talking to empty chairs? Oh terrible. Um yeah, so the, the freebie was fine. I mean, I wasn't watching a lot of TV. I was out seeing things. Right. But it's it's just – and that's sort of in Europe too. I had friends that um, just moved to Barcelona this year, and they were buying furniture um, because they had sold all of their, their stuff to move to Barcelona. They go into the furniture store. They had picked out everything that they wanted, and it was a lot of furniture. It was a big purchase. They had cash. They're holding the euros, mm-hmm. euros. euros. in their hands. And um, it was five minutes until two o'clock. And the sales lady said, oh, oh there is a problem. <laughs> what? What? What happened? It is almost two. We cannot do this. <laughs> 
you must come back at 4.30. <laughs> so she sent them away because it's siesta. Oh, yeah. It, even, I mean, they, were, it, they could have finished the sale before 2 o'clock. <laughs> but it, it does, it's, it's close to 2. It's too close. Yes. Not going to take the risk. <laughs> I need my nap. So It's a wonderful li- way of life if you want, unless you want something done quickly. Yes, yeah. If you and, have all the time in the world, it's a fabulous way to live. So it, and you realize well, we, we do really live in a, in a dog-eat-dog right. kind of culture. And, and it's very competitive. Yes. Um, you know, that idea of the customer's always right. Yeah. You know, when you have the option of going, I'll take my business elsewhere, and they really need your money, all of a sudden they step it up a little bit. They do. When there's no or, or a few not, other options. Right. Eh. Because that's it, that's not the center of their existence. Yeah. It's not a, a consumer-driven culture. But, e- but even in England, I find it a little more pleasant than, say, mm-hmm. like when I went to uh, uh, Prague and uh, <laughs> yeah. with some of the former Eastern Bloc company, mm-hmm. countries in, uh, in Europe – you know, it goes a lot. You know, they were communists for a long time. Yes, and yeah. so they're still really learning the customer service thing. Like you actually mm-hmm. have to smile and oh, maybe smiling is look at someone when they're yeah. paying you <laughs> or yeah. something. And you know, it's it's, it's a big jump from mm-hmm. living a life of uh, this is what we have today, and if you don't like it, tough. Yes, and yeah. slamming the door, and, and then that's it. That, you know, yeah, and that's to, what we have. It's, it's a big leap from that to all of a sudden, hi, how may I help you? What can I do for you today? Right. They haven't really gotten there yet. Not It's slowly getting there. But not quite capitalism yet. is still, they're still learning the nuts and bolts. Right, yes. Although I will say about Prague, it was much cleaner than I expected. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it was yeah, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. I just, for some reason, I kind of expected it to look like pictures of East Berlin. Oh, you no, know, no. just yeah, yeah, and, and it wasn't like that at all. And the street cleaners, and there were a lot of them. They looked really happy. <laughs> I think they really enjoy what they do. Did you see the sidewalks there? The, yes. Those little granite uh, squares. Yes. They're all those like checkerboard. It's gorgeous. It was so it's like marble nice. and oh. yeah. and you can walk on that. The one of the problems that I discovered when I moved to to London is the cobblestone streets. Oh, great really in heels. Great in heels. Yeah, stilettos. <laughs> Not good in cobblestone. No, you need the thick, chunky heels. Mm-hmm. And that's why the the London ladies tend to wear ballet flats. Oh. And for you, we would like to add a little uh, height. <laughs> right. So I wear ballet flats, and I'm really four foot three. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get used to not... Because in L.A., I mean... Women wear platform shoes. Sure, in the car. As long as you can drive in them, you're fine. Sure, because you're only walking about five feet from your car to the door. <laughs> from the valet to the restaurant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then you're carried <laughs> the rest of the way. Well, one um, thing I envy about, uh, probably the most about living anywhere in Europe, is that it, you're such a short way uh, to anywhere throughout Europe. I that mean, it's, was brilliant. You realize how huge America is mm-hmm. just to get anywhere. Yes, and and they have they you know take a little flight an hour long flight from London yeah you know I'm about to take a uh, an EasyJet flight oh yay <gasps> I love EasyJet going to Lisbon yes and so it's just like you know it's, I think it's about two hours and forty minutes right and then you're in you're in Lisbon Amsterdam yes. was an hour yes. I think and it's just so easy to get everywhere Cologne was fifty five minutes from London so it's less I still haven't taken the tunnel I still haven't oh, taken oh that. that is fantastic. That was my absolute favorite thing to do was, and I didn't do it nearly enough, but be, uh, because King's Cross was so close to my house, it's less than a mile. 
Head that's over where to the train the, station. That's where the train... St. Pancras is right there. Oh, that's where and the And that's where the, the, the Euro... I started to say the Euro... The Euro jet. star. <laughs> the that... Euro star. That's where you pick it up. Right. Um, it's, it's just so nice. Um, you can walk around, unlike a, a plane. How long um, does it take? Two hours. Two hours. And you just do the, uh, the customs... Yes, you do have to go through customs, but it's pretty fast. They also have this interest, because I was always late, because I would get it in my head that, okay, I'm going to the train station, getting a train, like, as if I'm going to you know, Cambridge or Oxford. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to take anything with you. <laughs> like, oh, wait, I'm going to a different country. Right. Customs. So it's always late. Probably a good idea to bring <sighs> that. So they would have people standing in the lines with signs for the time of the next train. And so you go and you find those people, you know, it's like, well, yeah, my train's in 10 minutes and I still haven't gone through customs and they would rush you through. Oh, that's really very nice. I, I loved the way it worked. It was, it was lovely. So but, two hours from London Central mm-hmm. to Paris. To Paris. Ma- okay. Nord. The Gat- no. Yeah. Nord. <laughs> the North <laughs> Terminal. The North, the, yes. The um, I heard it's pricey. How um, much is it, it? It can be pricey. Um, if you go without very much notice, like if you want to go in, let's say, two or three, four weeks, you're probably going to pay around 250 to 300 pounds round whoa. trip for that. But it's close to 500 bucks. Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, it is. So it is cheaper to fly in that instance. But if you go to the Eurostar site, they have a tab for deals and specials, and they, they always run deals to Paris. That it can run you about sixty pounds, okay. But that's booking about three months in advance. And how many trains a day are going? Oh gosh, um, I think most days, I think it's once an hour. Oh, that many? Oh yeah, there it's all the time. Oh okay. But during like most business hours, I think the last. Oh, that's great. Train. Well, no, they do go like because I know there are people. Um, some of my friends in London would get up really early and take the 6 a.m. train Ooh, and just early. spend the day in Paris and, just and take, take the back. last train back and not have to pay for a hotel. That's great. Because that can get really pricey oh, in yeah. Paris. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Just go there and eat. Spend uh, all day eating and turn around and come back. Oh, that was amazing. The, I, the last time I was in Paris was just this past July. And um, I intended to go there and go to the Louvre and hit the museums. But it was such a nice day, and it was so beautiful, and I was having so much fun just people watching. I ended up just going from cafe to cafe and eating and drinking. But that's, you know, <laughs> that's France. That's what you do. Oh, it was amazing. I, I just told our friend Pat and Pilar, who mm-hmm. are, are going there, and they were asking me about Paris. And I said, yeah. last time I was there, uh, we were only there for a weekend because we mm-hmm. were going, coming back through. We went to the Cannes Film yes. Festival. Yeah. And for work, we were coming back through Paris. I said, well, I'm going to spend a weekend in Paris. And so the producer said, that's a great idea. So we did that. And uh, so it was like three of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had never been. So they like wanted to see everything. So we spent a day, really just like a full day of going around, taking your photos, doing it. And so then Saturday rolls around. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we're going to Mon- Montmartre, Montmartre oh, right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where the big church is at the time. Yes. And it's a really cool neighborhood around there, though. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I said, OK, we'll go do this. And so it's now it's lunchtime. You know what we're going to do? This is what you do in Paris. You sit at a cafe on the sidewalk. Yes. You have some wine, and you yeah. watch everybody go by. Yeah. And they're like, really? That's what yes, that's what you do here. And then about, it took them about two hours into it, and they go, oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like, they're like, yes. 
It's this amazing. Is, yes, this is what you do. And it was a beautiful fall or a spring day. Mm-hmm. It was great. So I told Pat and Pilar to do that. Pick a day and yeah, and just and plan nothing. Around. Plan yeah. nothing. Just walk. Go to the shops. Mm-hmm. Sit there, watch beautiful people walk by, and there was a little band playing on the sidewalk. And yes, yeah. Yes. There's always something. There was. Um, I went over to Notre Dame to try to get in, but I just missed the cutoff for the last tour, and um, so I was just kind of hanging out again. Mm-hmm. People watching. Had my camera. I was taking pictures, and uh, and then a circus showed up. A circus? Yeah. Just some people, some circus people. The circus happened to be in the neighborhood. Showed up and big yeah. elephant yeah. came in. Just hanging. They just did a show. That's what they do. Yeah. A guy in a unicycle. <laughs> a clown. Clown car. Fifty clowns got out. Yeah. Lion was a little uncomfortable. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 great. So I mean, when you say I asked you when I first got here, did, if you missed it. Yeah, and you do miss it, don't you? I miss it so much. I'm trying to embrace that if I get on a train here in, in Burbank, mm-hmm. um, you could I, go to Oxnard. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> you I, think Paris is cool? You could go <laughs> to Oxnard on the train from here. In, in two hours, I could be in San Juan Capistrano. Hmm. And I almost took the train there, and then I realized it would take me half that long to drive. <laughs> so, so I drove. But, I did uh, take it down to San Diego. Have you ever did, done that? I haven't, but I know a lot of people do that for Comic Con. Yeah, I mean it's 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 nice. I mean the uh, and I like San Diego. Nice. It's nice. It's not. Paris, you still end up but... here at uh, at Union. It's not Paris. <laughs> no, not, not at all. But, yeah, but you still end up like you're downtown in Union Station. Yes. Yeah. And now, now you got to get to Burbank. Right. Which but, is not easy. No, no. Or I you mean, go down there and park, and then you pay for parking, and it wipes out any kind of benefit that. That taking the train right. would have, yeah. But so, you take those high-speed trains, and then, every time I take them overseas, I'm going, oh, we need one of these. I know. That would I be took the bullet train fantastic. in Japan, and it was oh. like, oh, to take one of these to Vegas. Yeah. There's no reason through that desert that we shouldn't be able to bullet through there. I know. And again, it's just such a classy way to travel because you can get up and walk around. They have... You watch a movie on the laptop. You do yes, whatever you do. There's food service. Yeah. You know, you can have a glass of wine, mm-hmm. hang out and meet people. I've met some amazing people on trains because, again, you can walk around, so you tend to – it's more communal. And the biggest, of, the biggest advantage I always found out about that is that you, it, you end up in the middle of town. Yes, yeah. You know, you're in the middle of the city. Right. Unlike Heathrow, where you're way <laughs> right. the hell out there, and, yeah. then, and then you still got to get back in. into the city. Right, and then get back a, out when you yes. have to leave. But, you're yeah. there, and you just jump on a subway, and you're got it, or take a cab, and you're there. Yeah, and, yeah, and that was fantastic. That. Um, I had to work in Montpellier a few Ooh. times for work, which uh-huh. is in the south of France, which oh. was beautiful. And I I did go by train, and that was that was great to be able to go and see the city, the little town, because the university is just outside of town. Okay. And, sort of go in and go into the heart of the city and I mean literally you can wait until five minutes before your train leaves and <laughs> yeah. then run in and hop on the train and you don't have to get there three hours ahead yeah. and just sit and, and wait frisked. with a Starbucks yeah get frisked by a you know TSA employee and take your shoes off <laughs> right uh, so <laughs> well Dara this has been fun I have loved this so thank much. you so much thank you it's for taking so me long. back down memory lane oh we're gonna I wish you were there so uh <sighs> Of course, I go to London yeah. now. Well, you're not there. Well, what the hell? Dang it! All right, next time, get transferred back because okay. we may need a place to stay. Okay. We okay. need a futon. To <laughs> I've crash got out. the futon. I'll talk to the uh, crazy cat lady. <laughs> I'm 
have a little cat bed. No, I want that Scottish guy with the g Is there something you want to plug anything? Is there anything you're working on we should see? Is there a website you can go to for well, I All would, things Dara? I highly recommend, if I can make a plug for um, Disney, because, you know, they're really hurting. Um, yeah, <laughs> they, need, they need the publicity. <laughs> um, I just saw the other night a preview of Wreck-It Ralph, which is their new animated film that comes out on November 3rd, I think, whatever the Friday is. John C. Riley. Yes, who's a very nice man. I met him at the uh, He seems at the like a very party. nice man. He's lovely. And a wonderful film. Yeah. Highly, highly, highly recommend. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Is this a part of the DreamWorks guys, or is this a different Oh, no. Not DreamWorks. Uh, Pixar? This is not a Pixar thing. Mm, uh, Disney and Pixar are sort of, it's, they're like siblings. Okay. Yeah. So, but this is a Disney feature animation but under the guidance of the Pixar team of Ed Catmull and John Lasseter. And we can, and we can see your handiwork in that. I didn't actually work on that. Oh, you didn't. But I, I, I worked, again, I worked near it. Okay. I was adjacent <laughs> to it while it was going on. So, I saw yeah. it down the hall. I heard them. <laughs> I heard John working. C. Riley doing something. Though. Yes, yeah. But it is good. I, I enjoyed that very much. Well, thank you so much for doing this. <gasps> thank you. Bye, That's Dara. Awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Toodles. What's Come a good... On. Ta. Uh, oh, um, ta. Ta. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.